Hello. And welcome to episode 79 of Movies and Us. I am Marcus. And I'm TJ. And this is the movie review show that reviews genre movies from the beginning sometimes. And today we are reviewing the 2011 release of Captain America, the first Avenger. I probably just blew someone's eardrums out. I'm so sorry. Um, what to do next? It's been a long time since I've done this, I feel. This movie was released in 2011. Directed by... Okay. There was movies... Really? That's next? There's no other preamble? No, we always get the credits out of the way because there's credits. I know, but that that quickly? Wow, just... Jesus, that feels weird. Okay, this movie is directed by Joe Johnston. And if it sounds familiar, he was a VFX artist on Raiders of the Lost Ark. And he did some movies. Uh, screenplay by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. Why does Stephen McFeely sound familiar? No idea. Hmm. This movie is produced by Kevin Feige. Great guy. Great dude. Starring Chris Evans as Captain America. Tom Lee Jones as some general dude. Hugo Weaving as Red Skull. Haley Atwell as uh, Peggy Carter. Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes. Yeah, we're getting some some of the big names in this yeah. movie. You know what's awesome, though? Like They didn't have to recast anyone. Yeah. From this movie. Like, that's, that's, oh, did they ever cast Peggy? No. Just old age makeup, I guess, huh? They did old age makeup and they gave her a daughter? Yes. Or granddaughter? Which is a plot hole, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Is it in this plot hole in this movie or? No, in later MCU stuff. Gotcha. That's great. Uh, Dominic Cooper as, um, fuck, uh, Stark, uh, Howard Stark. Yep. Neil McDonough as, one of old Captain's friends, yeah, Derek he's, Luke. He's a big era, uh, character actor, McDonough. Yeah. Derek Luke in the movies before, and Stanley Tucci, which caught me off guard because I was like, oh, that, guy, that character was Stanley Tucci. Also starring all the people, TJ. Uh, Samuel Jackson as Nick Samuel Fury. Jackson. <laughs> or Samuel Jackson as Samuel Jackson, but whatever. You don't knock Samuel Jackson. Oh, never do. He's great. Uh, Kenneth Chow as Jim Morina. And then. There is Bruno Ricci, Stan Lee. There's a lot of names, but it's in a block of text, so yeah. we're going to skip those ones. <laughs> I'm going to go over to the IMDb real quick. You have Toby Jones as Dr. Zola. Um, I'm looking for the characters who... J.J. Field as James Montgomery Fallsworth, whoever that is. Uh, Richard so- Armitage is apparently in there. Michael Brandon also did a role. Uh, like Sharp Shrapnel, Martin Sherman... Bruno Ritchie. Did you say that name already? Probably. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Just uh. people and faces. Uh, there's not many females in this movie, huh? No. Wow, I'm just looking at that. Like, there's that one female uh. character is the main character. But like, well, it's, it's a period piece in the 40s, so. <laughs> I know. It's just, wow, weird, weird. Um, So that's the starring. What else do I do next? Scroll back up. This movie has a runtime of... 124 minutes. That's two hours and four minutes. The movie's long. This movie felt long. I'm not going to lie. That's probably one of my complaints when I first... I saw this movie twice in my life one time before this and then this. And I guess subconsciously that's why I don't like about this movie when I first saw it. But now, it's just... It's long. I felt it in the beginning. Yeah. Because I was like... I was literally falling asleep. Because <laughs> I was watching it at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, jeez. But like I was falling asleep. But once I got into it, I got into it. So... No, that's fair. I, I don't. There was never a point for the movie I got into it. Maybe because I like I knew where it was heading. It's like okay, I know this is going. Why am I watching this? Um, rewatch, rewatching it this time around. I it is very 
cheesy at moments. Yes. You know what I mean? It's very uh, very stereotypical of period pieces at, at certain points. But well, I also like that when you're watching it from this perspective, again, you see the things... You're right. You see visual keys and hints to what's going to come and later on in the Captain America movies. And Although Marvel. there is a major freaking plot point, a uh, plot hole in this movie. Mm, did I pick up? Uh, huh. Major plot hole. Well, you got to point it out to me because I don't think I picked up on it. That's fine. I'm curious. Okay, let's go. Uh, the budget for this movie. Uh, right was the box office. Okay. Well, what, did I miss anything? No, I just, sometimes we go to the box office, sometimes we go to behind the scenes. It's always a toss up. Uh, or do you want to do what do you want to do, TJ? You that? already started. What did this movie make? <laughs> the budget was an estimated Jesus, that's a big gap from 140 on the low side or 216 on the high side. We well, don't I, know. I didn't get that. I got something different actually. The budget? Yeah. I got a hundred forty million dollar budget for Oh, look at the budget itself right now. It says minimum 140, maximum 216 now. No, I got a hundred and forty million budget. Yeah, well. It's something. And the box office it made was $370 million. Made more than its money back, so. Yes, sir. I mean, it made enough to make a sequel and keep the movie franchise going. Th- two sequels. Exactly. Well, well, three sequels, technically. Yeah, yeah. Two official Captain America sequels and then other sequels, I guess. I mean, technically, well, they're all sequels, aren't well, they? Well, no, there's going to be a Captain America 4. At the time of the recording, there is going to be one. But yeah. I guess, can't you count, like, I mean, I guess sequels as, in this sense. And, uh, and if you want to ca- uh, count... Um, Infinity War. Like, anything he's in. Well, you can count Infinity War. I was also going to say uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I kept the franchise and the MCU going. Let's say that. Yeah, um, it, was, it was a success. Yeah, yeah. Such a success. It landed in the top 20. That's good. It landed above X-Men First Class. It lands at number 18, right above X-Men, right below Adventures of Tintin. I guess we did that. that yeah, was... we did pretty much the whole. So I'll do it like I did last week. So Captain America grows 370 at number 18. And number one was Harry Potter and Deathly Hollows Part 2. Uh, part 2 with $1.3 billion. Harry Potter. I wonder, like, I guess they're making, like, let's get, let's say that they make the, the what's it, the Harry Potter, Cursed Child, whatever the prequel, sequel thing it is, with the new Avengers and Marvel stuff. Who do you think will top the box office? Oh, uh. Think it'd be Harry Potter or think it'd be the front, uh, Marvel yeah, stuff? Yeah, it'd be Avengers. Harry Potter's died down over the last decade. So has Avengers stuff, though, though. People they're still bringing them, but they're still, people are still going to watch that movie and still going a billion, but when's the last time you heard that one of those, what's, what's the. Young Adult? No, the Harry Potter series that they've been doing for the last decade. Um, Harry Potter? No. There, uh, hold on. Harry Potter series they've been doing for the last decade. Yeah. Uh, is there something? Yeah, I forget what they're called. Hold on. While he's looking, I'm gonna snack on my snack Fan- for the week. Fantastic Beats. Oh, f- they still make those. You're right. God damn, they're not good movies. I just don't yeah. care about Harry Potter. You're right. You're right. I just thought Harry Potter stopped at Harry Potter. I forgot Fantastic Beasts existed. Yeah, Fantastic Beasts is in the <laughs> Harry Potter world. Yeah, I totally... You can tell I'm not a Harry Potter fan. I totally spaced on those. Wow. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, I, like, I, what are you I, talking I, about? I couldn't remember its name, so... <laughs> I don't think I've seen a single one of those movies. I saw maybe the first five minutes. I, 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 I lied. I haven't seen any of them either. I just know, like, they're not my cup of tea, so I'm not going to waste my time. Man, that's funny. Uh, that's the box office, and that's bashing Harry Potter once again on this podcast. I like Harry Potter. You like the books, I know. Well, yeah, well. <laughs> I'm indifferent. Um, oh, before we get into anything here, I'm just going to point out, practically every character in this movie 
is from a comic book. <laughs> okay. And this is kind of one of those movies where they like just smash together the origin with their whatever they wanted to do. Is that bad? So, no. So, like, characters, but, like, I'm not going to get into the comic book lore of stuff in this is what I'm trying to say, because it it's fine with this, you know what I mean? And we've already talked about Captain America and Red Skull in the other movies. Better Captain America movies, yeah. So, I mean, I might talk about, I can just bring it up right now. Peggy Carter is the love interest for, um, obviously, for Steve. Steve Rogers. But I don't think she was, um, I, I was having trouble finding her in comics. Really? Yeah, because so, I don't think her name was Peggy Carter in the comics. Oh, okay. Let me actually. Uh, Margaret Carter? Peggy's uh, like, nickname. Yeah, Mar- based on Margaret. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Margaret Peggy Carter. Yeah, but it's, you know she's the love interest and stuff like that. And then uh, obviously Bucky Barnes, his best friend, his best friend who was killed off in the early comics. And at spoiler, the, like he was the Jason Todd of Marvel. Yeah, like I got those vibes when I was watching the movie. He was a, he, like, but like I guess he actually Jason Todd would probably have been the Bucky Barnes of. DC because I think Bucky died way before Jason Todd did. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess older franchise or older us. Uh, well, Captain America has been around since the 1940s, and Jason Todd didn't debut until like 1970s. No, I like Captain America. I, I'm huh? saying this now. I'm just thinking to myself, like I really enjoy this character and uh, and the mythos of him and all the people surrounding him. I like him a lot. Like I like the I like him. I like Superman. I like those kind of characters. Just, just like good old Boy Scout guys. They're fantastic. Yeah, well, you like him because he's a Superman analog. Yeah, exactly. It's like, this is my kind of character. <laughs> I do not care for the bill, uh, billionaire playboys. Yeah, it looks like Bucky was sh- uh, shot down by Nazis in 1948. Wait, when was Captain America released? 1942. Huh? So, during World War II. So, it is a World War II comic serial, though. Yeah, series. like, the debut Captain America comic is Captain America punching Hitler. That's awesome. Okay, that's really cool i don't know if we ever talked about that before but okay we have to have right we might have i don't know it's hmm. all these it's such a blur at this point <laughs> yeah 80 episodes in it's all the same yeah so bucky was originally dying <laughs> and before it's funny because before they brought jason todd back and bucky back as winter soldier like and they both came around back around around the same time in the mid-2000s oh that's interesting yeah but there was a say in the comics every comic every comic book character you isn't doesn't stay dead except for Bucky Barnes and Jason Todd. <laughs> and lo and behold, they both came back. Yeah, they both came back. I mean, I guess characters that stay dead will have to be like the Uncle Ben's and um Hawk Hens, I guess, right? Because they actually well, Pa Kent and, and Bruce Wayne's parents. What? <laughs> well, Bruce Wayne's parents definitely, but Pa Kent is varies honestly. That's true. I guess that's true. But yeah. Like, it's usually parents, the, the driving factors yeah. of superheroes that keep them... But the heroes yeah. themselves, they don't f***ing die. Yeah. They, they well, come back. Like, Barry Allen stayed dead for almost two decades. He's the Flash, right? Yeah. And Wally West was, like, the Flash for, like, the 90s and 2000s. Anything else on the Marvel Captain America front? Uh, behind the scenes? Yeah, if you want. Uh, so, apparently, Jeff Goldblum was going to be a part of this movie. Who would he have played? Uh... Just to play the part, let's see. He'd be he'd be a fascinating Red Skull. Thinking about it, so I know no. that probably, that's probably not the role, but he was approached to play the senator who put Captain America in the shows and stuff. Ah, okay. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Uh, apparently, Chris Evans turned down the role three times before he finally accepted. Yeah, because he did so bad, or not? He did so, but 
the Fantastic Four series flop so hard. No, he well that he's like he said he he remembered telling friends of his that if the movie bombs he's f-ed. and if the movie hits he's f-ed either way. And he was he was scared to take the role, and mm-hmm. then he he's like nowadays I, I can't believe I almost skipped out on this role because of all that you know stuff. Uh another thing, this movie was hold it like three times. Not surprising. It actually, it was actually uh, started in 1997, and the first time it got hold it because of a lawsuit over the copyrights for Captain America. Of course. And then the second time was because of the writer strike. Oh, 2005 ish. 2007 2008 yeah so that happened and then i don't i can't find the other reason why it got stuck but i don't know there's that's all the really interesting stuff that happened behind the scenes so yeah you can move on oh it also won <laughs> a couple of awards oh awards yeah i saw that chris evans actually won best superhero good for him that's super okay we should talk to i just had a box office up what else came out that year hold on we just now I'm see, the, i know was, i'm gonna see you like i could argue this bullshit he won best Green, superhero oh that's right green lantern that's right <laughs> which of course and, uh, thor and x-men first class so what have to come down between him and thor because other two oh are. and ghost rider i know ghost rider you know i mean it came out but i think that would be in the next year's yeah. awards so yeah it makes sense that's chris okay i can i can yeah i get back uh, to chris uh chris which one is this chris evans evans yeah, yeah. I, get back it. I like thor but i think yeah captain america is better than thor yeah yeah and this portrayal of captain america is great um it also, also won a film music award yeah, who knows what that is and an outstanding composition in a feature motion picture for, for visual effects by the visual effects society awards yeah so everything that's it though they only won three it was nominated for a lot of shit though yes yes that's it. No more box. No more uh, behind the scenes. Okay, then. Uh, that's it. Let's go right into the movie review. No, we can't. Why can't we, TJ? Because I have trailers. God damn it. <laughs> I'm kidding. What are the trailers? Um, Got one for Thor. Oh. Love and Thunder, right? No, the original Thor. Super 8 again. Really? How well did that movie do? I think it did okay. I don't think it did great or bad. I don't remember. Because they like promoting the shit out of that movie. Well, because I think Steven Spielberg was. I know J.J. Abrams was for sure behind it, but I think also Spielberg was, and Spielberg, Spielberg, and it's a movie about making movies. So, of course, they're going to promote the shit out of that. Okay. And then Transformer, Dark of the Moon. Is that it? That's all I got, yeah. No way. Yep. I'm kind of nervous talking about this movie now. I wasn't ready for this. We actually got done pretty early with our I preamble know. today. I know. <laughs> There wasn't much box office shit to say. There wasn't, yeah, there wasn't much to talk about. Um, I feel lost. I feel weird. I feel naked. Okay, so I guess we start the movie with the Marvel flip, I think, and we get we we start on like a pointless four minute part of the movie, and we just it's Alaska, Antarctica. Where do you crash land? Antarctica. Okay, we so we start off in modern day Antarctica. Yes. And some expedition people, scientists, whatever the hell they are, they come across Captain America's crashed ship. Or the Arctic, I guess you, it's it's the Arctic, not it. Some place covered in snow. And so they come across Captain America's crashed ship, they see a shield, and then we cut back until 1942. I'm going to well, say it right now. Like, What's up? Hey, they're like, he's waited long enough. Go get I hate this. I hate this so much. I hate this why because i just it just it's just this was the problem i had like i guess not knowing the movie or the character you like okay they're alluding to him so we know where he's going to end up at by the end of this movie it just takes a little bit of the suspense if there's any of the character and his future gone like you know know what i'm saying yeah but at this point i would argue we already know the avengers is coming yes 
So you know, and you know, it's not going to die regardless. So I guess, but it's just like, why do I have to watch this two-hour event then? It's to establish the character. If we just seen him in Avengers and we had no idea who he is, it'd be like a Justice League thing. Like, who the f- are these characters? I guess. I mean, you're definitely not wrong. And it, like the movie was definitely worth worth taking sitting through. I say these four minutes shouldn't have been there. They should just start it in Hansburg, Norway, in 1942. They should start it where the Nazis were doing a Nazi thing. I just don't think. I don't this know. I, I preamble think, was worth my time. I think it's. I don't think this was bad at all, actually, because it was short. It was. It's just set up because we know he's gonna be in. The future Avengers in present day with all the heroes. Yeah, but I think that twist. And now, 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 this sets up. Okay, this is how he got here. Now let's tell the story of of how we got here. Yeah, but I don't. I just I, the twist at the end would have hit harder. I think the whole saying goodbye to Peggy later on would have been harder. But seeing that, it's like okay. Not saying this was really undercutting it. But it's just like I don't need to see this i'm going to see his shield in the snow like oh it's like i get probably part of the comics probably very iconic but this is yeah that they he disappeared in like the 50s and didn't come back and it was actually in a different comic book it wasn't marvel at the time when he was published in 1942 i think it was timely comics okay and they reintroduced captain america into marvel universe by finding him frozen in ice that's pretty cool that's really cool i do like that a lot i just didn't want to see that. That's all. I just felt like those four. I could have skipped those four minutes, and I would have lost nothing. I just don't think it hurts the movie at all. I think it's it was four minutes, literally. It's I like it's just, it literally did. It was. It's not like they kept cutting back and stuff like that. It was like, look, we're setting up setting up the movie here because you know what it reminded me of. It's like the early the late nineties, early two thousands trope of a character gets in the thing, he freeze frames, and like. This is me. I'm so-and-so. Man, I got a crazy adventure I got into. Let me just rewind and tell you how I got to this point. Like, how about we just start where, where, where you want to tell a story at? Don't have to start at this no, point. I, I understand that point of it, but at the same time, this is, like, we're establishing a character in the present because we know he's going to be in the present. But you don't have and, to. You, you don't have to, though. That's the thing. But then you would have to have this four minutes at the end of the movie. Or not. Or not. You, don't need, you do not need this four minutes at all. Yes, he crash do. lands. Imagine that four minutes not existing. And, and it's just if, he crash lands and he wakes up and like this is Yeah, and I'll be like, so what happened? Where's the ship at? Where's where did they go? Why did they find them? They How think, did they find them? They, 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 those don't need, questions those were questions I would have. No. Because they could either answer that in the next movie, which they're going to, or they could have moved this to the end of it if you really want to see that. Or you could say that they had Nick Fury like, I got some shit to tell you, motherfucker, and cut the black. I, I think like, this was oh. fine. I think I this format. It. I think it was short. And it was fine. It establishes Captain America is frozen. Like and honestly, if you have any knowledge, I know you didn't have any knowledge, but if you had any knowledge of Captain America at all, you knew this was where this was going anyway. So just establishing the fact and giving it a nod, and then jumping into the movie itself, I think was fine. Yeah. I'm not saying it took off like 20 points on the movie, but I'm saying it's just it didn't help me. Like, oh, I'm invested now. It's like it's like why well, do that. As it was an eye roll for me, those four minutes, like, I'm like okay, let's start. Yeah, but you're looking at it from the point of view of you've already seen this movie. Not even, I'm, I'm saying even as a fresh-eyed viewer, I would have really, if I was a fresh-eyed viewer, I'd be livid right now, TV, I'd be, uh, TJ, I'd be like, 
this movie. Yeah, but I you. think you're you're the only one that would be. I mean, people will be like, wait, what's? I thought this was a period piece. What's going on here? Oh, Captain America's frozen. Oh, that's cool. And then we would jump back and we would find out. Oh how. God, it'd be terrible. No, it's awful. I think the twist at the end is better. It's like this is a period piece and he dies. Weird. Oh. <laughs> Oh, we're present day? He's an Avenger? Like, I but think people like... already knew that because they were already already pumping up Avengers by the time this movie comes. I would assume, I know they showed a trailer at the end a little bit, but I don't know if they were properly pumping it up. But no, people already knew Avengers was coming. Okay. Do, he, do they know he was in I assume they know he was in it. Right? Yeah, of course they knew he was okay. in it. Okay. I don't know. But even if, even if not, you just came in to see the movie. And the offhand chance you sat down and saw this looks like an interesting movie. You sat down and saw without any preamble to knowing the Avengers shit, even though it's in the title and i think you're wrong because i think people you know why they continuously do this in the beginning of the movies because people actually like that i don't think people like it i know i don't like it i know people are like me don't yeah, like but, it i'm not saying yeah, i'm the well, only because one because you're you and i'm not, I'm not gonna lie i don't like it in every instance like as i don't like it how overused this but i think if it's short and it just establishes what's going on i think it's fine <sighs> it's just like i don't see the point of that it's like hey guys we found this thing in the snow yeah, oh he's how- here it's like, and it's I think if that was a trailer, fine. I could be a trailer. That'd be a great teaser trailer to get me to go watch the movie and then not show me that in the movie. But to have that pointless four minutes. Like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be arguing with you if it was a 10-minute opening. If it was? You, if it was 10 yeah, minutes yeah. long, I wouldn't yeah. be arguing with yeah, you. Yeah. But like I said, because it was so short and because it was just there to say, hey, this is where this is the present. And now we're going to go jump into the past and show you how we got here. I think it was fine. No, because again, it was because it was too short. It's like, like why I even would, show me that at all? It's because that's just so point. That's extremely po- pointless to me. You okay? Yeah, I was thought you were going to continue on. With no, I was, I was just saying it's extremely pointless. That's all. I just I just don't understand it. I don't like it. It's, you know, it, it actually just gives context to what happens when we come to the future and later i don't think we need that context because they could have just told us they could have told us that in, in yeah Avengers. but then then you're at the you're at the argument they didn't sh- they're just telling us instead of showing us oh that's very true well, okay they could have showed us that samuel jackson could have said hey caps you're punching this punching bag let me tell you what happened and they could have showed us that as he's narrating but now we're i would back. i would have hated the f- of that I now we're cutting that, that. Then, but then we're cutting backwards which is the same thing i mean at that point that you I guess you don't need to tell. Hey, you crash landing ice. That's it. That's, that's, why, that's, I, it. that's why this is why I'm arguing the four minutes is fine because it really <laughs> doesn't hurt anything. It's just context. It's, it's pointless context. But it's not because, like I said, there, if you do it any other way than the other ways that we've discussed, then it brings up more problems. I think this is the least problematic way to go about this. I think just not talking about it at all is great. But then people are like, well, how do they find them? Why is he not? I don't think they're ever going to ask how they find them. Like, hey, someone found you in the snow. We went but, there. Like, uh, he, it ends with him crashing into the water. How yeah. did he survive? What happened? They don't even show us how he survives. We assume it's a super serum going off, but we don't know how he survived. It sunk in the water and it froze, freezes over. Yeah, that's what they showed at the end of the movie. Yeah, but we don't know he freezes over. We just assume he drowns. But this movie in that four minutes shows up that he, he, he everything froze over and he was frozen in ice. Samuel L. Jackson could literally say, we found you in ice. But then Walk again. Up to 2022 or 2012. But then again, it's like, why are you telling me this? Why am I not seeing this? So I think seeing it for these four, it's either, because I think at this instance, I would argue saying a second of a line instead of narrating to me. I think this like, hey, you got frozen. We found you. That's it. That's no, it. I think, I think you're wrong on this one. No, I think you're wrong. I think this point in minutes from this. Anyways. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think it was fine. 
<laughs> I was thinking, I thought it was pointless. Anyway, so after we see him frozen for some reason, we jump back to 1942, Tonsberg, Germ- Germany, Munich, somewhere. And the Nazis are invading. And then we- Is it Germany? I thought they were in... Munich. I saw it. I wrote down Germany for some reason. No, it's not Germany. I don't think it's Norway. Germany. I think Norway. it's Norway. Yeah, yes, Norway. It's Hessen, It's Tonsberg in occupied German occupied Norway. That's why you yes. probably thought it was German. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Nazis are there. They're looking for the Tesseract. It's not really Nazis. It's Hydra, but you know, same thing right now. And we see the introduction to the Red Skull. He still has his face on. He's got Hugo Weedman's face on. He's looking for the Red Tesseract, like I said. He gets it. He kills some people in the process of getting the Tesseract. This is the giant plot hole. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was going to talk to you about this. Thank you. Giant plot hole right here. He says to Red Skull, this Tesseract was in Odin's Hall. The jewel of Odin's treasure room. Right. But it's still in Odin's treasure room in Thor. Yes. And yet... It's in the bottom of the ocean at the end of this movie. Is it in the bottom? Of- it is at the bottom of yeah. In 1942, and Howard Stark finds it. How oh, did yeah. they get back? How did it get back to Asgard? Because in Thor, that's present day, right? Yeah, that's present day. Fuck! How did I don't know? They don't. They don't explain it at all. That doesn't make any sense. They got it's got to be they got to mention it in Avengers, right? I don't know. If they that's don't mention it in Avengers, it's a plot hole. It's going to be a plot hole for forever. <laughs> that's like, my whole point. I'm like. This always confused me. I'm like, wait, <laughs> what? Because at the end, Howard Stark gets it out the ocean. Yes. And then in Avengers, Loki has it? No. No, it's in Odin's no. treasure vault. No, it's not. I think. No, no. Fury has it. And Loki. Fury, Fury has it. No, because no, at the end. So this movie is at the end of the ocean. Bottom of the ocean. Howard gets it. Yes. Then canonically. Thor has it and Odin's treasure vault. Yeah. And then after that, it's it ends and, up in Samuel Jackson's hand. How the f- I don't know. That's because, that's why I'm yeah. confused. This always confused me. Now, if we had switched the roles around and took out the line about Odin's throne room, and this movie came up before Thor, maybe it would fix the time like so anywhere after Howard Stark found it, it could have gone to Odin's throne room. But still, like, so how does it go from Odin to Nick Fury though? Because not once did we see Thor drop it out of the Asgard bags, or someone. Like, Snoki never had it at the end when he jumped off, right? Or did he? I don't know. Remember when he dropped off the bridge? Where was the Tesseract at when he had jumped off the bridge or fell off the bridge? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. Because <laughs> if it was on his persons at that time, sure. I could see it somehow getting to Earth. But I don't think the Tesseract racked. Or was the Tesseract during that movie? I don't remember. I feel like it was so long ago. Um, I typed in Tesseract and got the actual geometry Tesseract. <laughs> Hold on. You can continue. I'm just going to go through that. Okay, because you know you got to figure this out. Yeah. So while TJ does his little Tesseract hunt, let's go to yada yada through some shit. So... After Nazis infiltrate 1942's germ or Norway, we get to meet we meet the Red Skull. He gets a Tesseract. Oh shit! It's gonna happen, guys. Then we jump over to New York City, and we see a tiny little asthmatic uh, Steve Rogers uh, trying to listen to the military. He keeps getting denied over and over again because he's scrawny and he's got too many ailments for them to care about to hire or list him. I'm gonna say this now. I'm gonna say it now. He looks good visually, CGI wise. I get why they won that award because his voice and his head do are a little off. Like obviously it doesn't fit his body, but visually it does fit his body. If that makes sense. So like I'm proud of did that and pulled that off. Yeah, it's a, an impressive effect. But I kind of watching the movie again. I kind of saw it this time around. Yeah, you can't help but not notice it. But I think it still does blend in just well enough. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, so after getting denied to join the military, Steve goes to a movie theater. He sits and watches a movie. 
and the, the preamble of the movies they used to show um, propaganda for America. You're like, hey, join the military, help our boys overseas, blah, 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 blah. And uh, it's just some asshole in the audience just saying, hey, start the movie, it's a cartoon, blah, 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 blah. And Steve's like, yo, show some respect. And they, him and that bully get into a scuffle outside in the streets, in the alleyway. And Steve does not get taken down easily. He keeps getting up and up and up with every punch. That's his thing. That's Captain America's thing. But who saves him? Bucky, his friend. Bucky's in his greens and his uniforms because Bucky is going to war. And Steve's kind of jealous, but it's okay. It's okay. So, <clears throat> Bucky, Bucky, well, Bucky, huh. uh, what's up? Huh? It's telling me huh, weird. What? It's saying that. Odin had it, yeah. and then around 965 AD, they go to Norway and leave it in the hands of humans. Okay. I don't know why. Yeah, it's stupid, but whatever. And in 1942, the Red Skull takes it. Yeah. Nineteen final forty-five, it's lost to fight on the ocean. Then Howard finds it, and then it cuts to nineteen eighty, where the U.S. and Air Force is that Miss Marvel, the Marvel movie? No, maybe. I know that takes place in the nineties, I think. So maybe they might mention it in there. It might be there, there, and then eighty-nine. Carol Danvers absorbs the Tesseract's power. Who? Miss Marvel. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't seen the movie, so I have no idea. And then in 1995, Carol retrieves the Tesseract. In 95, it enters into S.H.I.E.L.D.'s custody. And then it says, 2012 Mojave Desert, Loki steals the Tesseract. Okay. He steals it from where? When does he steal it? 2012. He steals it in the beginning of the Avengers movies. Of the okay. Avengers. So, so I guess, it's, it, isn't it in Thor at all? It wasn't Thor. That's what it, I thought. Well, they also mentioned one of the four sequels, a lot of the, movie, a lot of the stuff in odin's hall or like replicas like not the real because we see of uh we see thanos's uh gauntlet it's a fake gauntlet apparently so we see a lot of replicas so maybe the tesseract and thor and, and the odin's thing was a fake tesseract so who knows but i swear to god i thought we saw it in thor anyways so after the fight and after bucky saves steve from the bully bucky takes steve to the world expo the 1942 world expo the future of flying cars and everything and people but no equality it's involved in like, an expo. Weird. Kidding. Uh, so at the expo, we come across Howard Stark trying to show off the future of flying cars. And it's pretty cool, but it doesn't work because ha 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 ha. During the expo, Steve's talking to Bucky. Like, I want to join. I want to join. I want to join. I'm good at guy. Blah, 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 blah. And Bucky's like, listen, guy, you're tiny. I love you, but you're my friend, but you can't make it. Whatever, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Someone overhears this. Who overhears it is, is Dr. Abraham something played by Stanley Stanley Stuart Tucci. He's like, this guy, he's got gumph. He's got what it takes. I'm going to follow him into his exam. His next exam, and we'll see what he does. So the next day, I guess, or that day, who knows, Steve goes to another exam to try to enter into the military. Okay, he, so yeah. from what I'm reading here, that giant blue box thing that in Thor that they use in Thor yeah. was something called the Casket of Ancient Win Winters. Oh, my God. Which isn't the Tesseract. Nah, it was a Tesseract. But we saw the Tesseract in the throne room when Thor and Loki were children. Yes. But we don't know how Asgardians age, so that could be, like, early century Norway or something. I I guess. No, they, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It's confusing, and it's a giant plot hole to me, and it's always bothered me. And it should always bother you, because they're not giving you a solid answer response. I think it's something they overlooked and like, oh, f*** it. <laughs> That's all. Oh, I didn't mention... MCU universe number 199,999. Oh, we talked about it on off screen. I thought we talked about it on here. You're right. Nope. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. At the next exam, uh, Steve Rogers is uh, overheard. The doctor overhears him talking to Bucky about yeah. being, you know, showing the qualities that He's the doctor likes. Yes. Strong hearted, goodwill person. And so the doctor says, Hey, 
come to the military to think tomorrow and you'll be well no he approves them and he approves them to join the in this special training camp thing yes and after that we get to the H- we get to the villain's lair i laughed out loud when i saw this like of course it's in a mountain of course it's james bond shit i love it i mean where else would the red skull set up his lair just that sentence, TJ. Just that sentence. The Red Skull's lair is in an Arctic cave, mountainside. That's great. No, I think it's somewhere in uh, Norway or something like that. Oh, it could be. And it's one of those cold places. Yeah. So the Red Skull expositions to Zolo- Zoloff? I wrote down Zoloff. What's his name? Zoloff is the doctor helping the Red Skull. Is it Zoloff? Because I thought that was a character in uh, Frozen. In what? Frozen the Snowman. That's Olaf. Olaf. Okay, same thing. So I kept saying Zoloff in my notes. Like I hope that's the right name. So Zoloff and the Red it's Skull. Zola, by the way. Zola. Yeah. Okay, that's why. Okay, so Doctor Zola and the Red Skull are expositioning. And actually, it's not the Red Skull right now. His name's Heinz Kruger. It's Red Skull. Just throw it out there. Yeah. His face comes off like halfway through the movie. I'll mention it then, guys. But I'm gonna keep referencing his Red Skull because it's the Red Skull. I'm not doing only like twenty names for this. The Red Skull and Zola <laughs> are talking about pow- are harnessing the power of the Tesseract and making futuristic futuristic weapons with it and doing crazy shit to make Hydra better than the Nazis and everyone else in the world. They're making disintegration guns. Or, or are they teleporting people? Why is it okay to show this, someone being disintegrated and turned to ash, but not to show blood? No, they show blood in this movie. I was like, damn, they're showing blood in this movie. No, but I'm just saying, like, in general. like Because it's, it's not realistic and it's not as gory. Blood's real. Disintegrating is not real. Oh, okay. I guess when disintegration, I, I beg you different, but okay. I guess the disintegration ever becomes real, they will never show that because that's horrific. You can be disintegrated. Trust me. No, I know you can, but not as easily as like here's the disintegration. I never want to be disintegrated. It sounds terrible. <laughs> just like goddamn, that's easy cleanup, right? Just that ah, they're gone. They will. I mean, it's just dust. Yeah. Sometimes it's just, <laughs> the wind will take care of it. And honestly, it probably so little of dust that it would be blown to the winds and wouldn't even land in a pile. That's amazing. I'd be so like I could never be feasible how to kill some. Anyways, so Agent Carter. We meet Agent Carter because we go back to boot camps. Boot camp time. We meet Agent Carter and Tommy Lee Jones and some asshole. Tommy Lee boot- Jones, who's just a general from any other general. Yep. He's Tommy Maybe. Lee General. He's just there to be like, ooh, he's not good enough. Yes, and gets proven wrong every time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so we get a montage of Steve Rogers trying his hardest to be as good as any other soldier. He's not doing bad. He's just, you know, slow and weak. But he's got a bigger heart than everyone else. He's better he's, willed. He's smarter. He's smarter. There's a there's a, there's a part where they have to climb a, uh, um, a flagpole. No one else can do it. Whoever brings the flight down first gets a ride back to the... He's not having to run, yeah. Yeah, so it skips, it skips off running. He figures out not to fly fall over and get the flight that way. He does it. He's smart. Yeah, he's great. The, the Joe Sargent didn't say he had to climb it. He just needed to get it. Yep, that's fantastic. Um, There's also a bit when they're all doing push-ups and Tommy's Lee... It's like this the guy you guys picked is Steve Rogers this week is pointless. The other guy's what we should get, the big buffy guy. Throws a fake grenade into the middle of the thing. The only person to jump onto the grenade is Steve Rogers, showing that he will sacrifice himself for others like no one else will. Because he's f-ing awesome. But he's still skinny. Yeah, but he's still skinny. So that's that's uh what's that term? It's a term for that, I guess some people anyways. So after a hard day of montaging, montage. Dr. Abraham and Steve talk at the barracks. Dr. Abraham uh, expositions. I don't think that's his name. It's Dr. Abraham. Dr. Abraham? Abraham something, but Dr. Abraham, yeah. That's uh, Well, Abraham, Ers- Abraham Erskine, yeah. Yeah, I know. There's some names I got down, right? I just 
never heard anyone call him Abraham before. <laughs> it's the only name of his names I could get right. I'm not going to say that. What was his other name? Erskine. Yeah, I'm, Erskine. Not, I'm not going to say that right. You know me. After 80 episodes, you can even say that word right to you today. So Doc is to talk. The Doc expels. Like, hey, Red Skull. Oh, we made, we made a serum. Super Soldier Serum. I tried it on my friend, tried it on my colleague, Red Skull. He tried it and made him evil from bad to evil. We're going to try it on you to make you well, good that's great. Not, no, it's more like it brings out qualities within people and heightens your quality. So if you're already evil, you're going to be super evil, essentially. Yeah, if you're good, you're going to be great. It doesn't turn you evil. No, that's what I said. I mean, he went from bad to evil. He was bad, he went to evil. You're, you're good, it looks like, so you should become great. Well, I don't really think it... That's what he said. He was bad. He went to evil. Good should no, become I know, great. No, but I don't think it... Um, it amplifies you what you are. Like you said. But it doesn't change who you are. It amplifies, changes. It's the same. I but think like, it's vaguely the but, same. But, but like, I, well, how I took it is, it's not going to turn someone who's super good into... I mean, who's good into... A uh, super generous person. That person's already that way. It's just the physical traits that are put that are associated when they get ex- um, that get uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Amplified. Yeah, but it also instead. amplifies your personality too. Because, like you said, because his friend was already kind of bad and like. Well, my point is, I don't think I think he was always the Red Skull was always that bad. Yeah, I just think when he took the serum and now it were. That is reflected on the on his body rather than you know that's why his skin fell off and he has a red skull. The show just that's who he was at his core. That's dumb. So why doesn't Captain America have like a golden heart showing or some shit like that? Because, I mean, like, like that's, this, that's, that's that's a dumb excuse why his face is red. Like, like, I'm just saying it. Just I think the serum just amplifies what's already in you because so you don't side effects may be. Either have a face turn red or be able to lift meal nail. No, it, that's it, the side I'm effects. Sure, like, come on. I'm just assuming <laughs> that it you because it, it doesn't make sense that it will amplify who you are. He's already willing to sacrifice himself f- on a grenade for other people. You know what I mean? He's yeah. already willing to do all this stuff. It's not like he took the super serum surgery and now he's not. He's gonna be jumping on multiple grenades. He's already pre predisposed to do that stuff so it's just now he's physically capable of like withstanding the things and being able to do more of it that's fair i just it just it it doesn't make sense to me that you can amplify your personality and who you are you know what i mean I mean, you can though. I it guess. just gives you the physical traits to be. No, you, you can't apply your personality. You can let loose who you really are. I mean, if you're drunk, you become the true you. If you do a certain drugs, you become a different version of your personality, right? So I guess a serum yeah, could but, do the same. But it's not. But those wear off. Well, like what I'm, what I'm saying is, there's always like like I said, he's already willing to do the things. He doesn't do anything different as Captain America as he does as weak Steve no, Rogers. No, you're, you're not wrong. You're definitely not wrong. So that's why I don't think he it's it, like it changes a person's personality. And like I said, I just think it amplifies your abilities to be able to utilize who you are to its fullness. That's fair. That's fair. I can agree to that, I guess. Um. So anyways, as that conversation is going on, we cut over to the Red Skull real quick. He's getting his painting painted. We never see the painting, unfortunately, because I wanted to see how it looked. But that's besides the point. Uh, Zolof, Zolof comes up to him like, hey, remember Dr. Abram, your old colleague? We found where that motherfucker is at, and Red Skull's, Red Skull's like, bet. No, actually, Red Skull says they found him, right? 
And then yes. he already sent out people to go kill him. Uh-huh. Yeah. So why does why does Zoloff go over there for? He must mention something, right? He comes in and he's like, "Did you? I heard you found him." Oh. And he's like, "Yes." And then he's like, "Should I give the order?" And he's like, "It's already given." Well, that that's so that that was just for the audience then. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Essentially. Yeah. That was exposition. <laughs> yeah, that was just pure exposition. Just just so you know, when the <laughs> when the Nazi shows up in a secret base, that you know why. He's yeah, there. that's funny. Okay, so yeah, that happened. Now we cut back to Steve Rogers. He's in the car with Peggy and on our way to the lab to get things done to him. And he's saying to them, they're just flirting and learning each other. He's like, well, not flirting. They're talking. He's learning, like, character growth. He's like, I never talked to a girl this long before. And uh, I'm awkward around you, lady. You're still pretty, though. And she's like, oh, you're kind of growing on me, handsome. Not really, but it's more along the lines. He's like, I've never, I've always been uncomfortable around women. And after a while, it just seemed like, what's the point i might as well wait and then it's like what are you waiting for you know the right partner so and when he said that there it was directed towards her but at the same time i got the feeling it was a generalized thing too yeah because at this point he's still steve rogers and he doesn't think very highly of himself he shouldn't because he's a scrawny little son of a bitch that's terrible i'm kidding people you guys are perfect way you guys are unless you're a nazi don't be a nazi obviously so we get into the base and we see rod not steve rogers with his face we see uh howard stark and dr abram other people at the place and with steve rogers like bet let's do this long process cut short he turns to this captain in america big and buff now there's a nazi agent there infiltrates it blows some things up kills dr abraham oh no steve rogers sad that's your agent takes the serum takes a sample of the serum and tries to escape he escapes there's a chase this is a long chase sequence. it's a long chase sequence which shows off captain america is like ah, oh, he's strong he's fast it also shows off peggy too but yeah she's oh yeah she's very uh she's not a, she's not a wimp she's she's strong smart she's got a sharp eye too she's very sharp eye so yeah shows off of that shows off him captain america does oh the nazi ends up in a submarine captain america says <laughs> i can swim with a f-. jumps into the water swims up to the thing well, punches they, out the they, side they, of the they, thing which i thought to was go funny. back yeah to go back a little bit oh, kid? yeah <laughs> <laughs> i knew you were so much of the kid the Nazi <laughs> kidnaps a kid, and then Captain America's or Steve Rogers, though at this point, is approaching on him. He runs out of bullets, and he just chucks the kid in the ocean. <laughs> Love it. Like, why? <laughs> Did you think he was gonna drown? Or yeah, something I would there? assume like, most people at that time period don't know how to swim. Why? Because that's a. I would assume more people know how to swim because there's less things to do. Education and poverty. Be, I don't know. Like, I, well, I don't still, know. Still, education and poverty is more thinking. So, what if you have no toys and no TV, no radio, or whatever it is, and all you have is the outside? Go swimming in the lakes or no, waters around no, you. That's why. That's why. I don't want to bring race into this. But I'll bring race into it real quick. That's why the stereotype black people don't know how to swim because back in the day, segregation was a thing. Marcus, what? Marcus, I don't think there's a single black person in this movie. I'm bringing. I'm just bringing up these light world life example, TJ. I'm just saying. There's like two black the- people. In the movie. I count it, TJ. I count it. There's a fake actor he walks with on on the on the green screen. He's like, oh, it's a black guy, and it's one in the in this in the little military unit he has but for a hot second. That's black culture. I'm just saying white culture. Yeah, but I'm you just, know, you have yeah. nothing to do. No, you no, no, learn no, no. how to like, swim. Maybe, maybe it's an example. So black people don't know how to swim. That stereotype happens because back in the day, bulls were segregated. People who don't know how to swim because they don't they weren't allowed to learn how to swim, and they don't learn how to swim because they're usually poor and black and like you know just uneducated because they don't like I can't swim because you didn't teach me how to swim. So in my logic of that, that's what happened with these old time people like uneducated and poor and now have the social structure to go swim and have their free leash to go to a pool. Why you don't need to go to swim? a pool. They're in New York. There's a harbor yeah. right there. Who's going to jump in the harbor? Well, I mean, I guess back in the day, you would jump in the harbor, but maybe it wasn't yeah. as common. 
Who knows? There's got. Yeah, be- I think. I think it's more common because there was less to do. That's my whole point. I think people were playing us fire hydrants more like, often. If, your argument would make more sense if it was in today's culture because of all the fucking stuff we have to do. We have. Still swim. I think more people swim now than they did back then. I, I, you're, I think you're wrong. Water parks exist, TJ. There's a lot of bodies of water people just jump into nowadays. I don't know where you're getting your information from, but... <laughs> Me, I just do it all the time. I love swimming. I'm just telling you. And swimming was probably a big deal There's back then. There's more pools nowadays, too. Public pools and private pools. Well, private pools, let's say. You can get a pool at Walmart for dollars compared to, well, not really anymore, but cheaply enough, I guess. Argument we're having. I'm just thinking back in the day, people didn't swim as much probably back then. Just because of social structures and hit the kids in the coal mines. Don't they have time to swim? They gotta help fight this war. Oh, that's not what I was expecting when I came up this. Oh, God. It was common practice in parts of the United States in the 1940s, 50s, and 60s for school swim classes to be held in the nude. Cool. So... That's weird, okay. but okay. But there were swim classes, I guess. So I guess I'm wrong. Yeah, exactly. Swim classes. I know, the, the Nazi panicked, okay, man? What's he also going to do with a kid? Run with him? He's hoping, okay, hope this, hopefully this kid can't swim. <laughs> no, that's fine. But still, it, it's, it was just a weird moment. It's like, you'd think Captain America was going to throw it. I, I guess that was the point. Yeah. Like, but it was just a weird, like, it wasn't even funny. It was just like. I laughed. I thought that's because they're so outlandishly stupid. Like, that's really dumb. And then the kid says, don't worry, I can swim. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is great. Like, I, like, of course you can swim. That's why it was my reaction. Yeah, I just thought, like, okay, people back then didn't swim that often, maybe. Maybe they do. If I know. Damn, if I know. Anyway, so Captain America punches out a submarine window because Nazi is a submarine now, pulls Nazi out, and the Nazi says, hey, oh, there's there's a thing that the, the Hydra say. Cut one head off, two more will rise. Because there's more hot hydra than you expect. Hell hydra. Nazi eats a cyanide capsule, which they usually do apparently in this movie, and dies. Steve Rogers is like, no, I could have had information. You son of a bitch. So, in the early 1900s, many men learned to swim, but weren't... Oh, no, hold on. Many men learned to swim, but few women received instruction. Of course. Often women actively shunned the water. See? See? It's sexism and racism to it. Yeah, but that was a white redheaded kid. Yeah, but he's a redhead, TJ. Come on. Soulless creatures they are. In the early 1800s, most people did not swim for recreational purposes. Yeah. However, were strongly promoting the use of mineral baths and salt waters as restorative and healing. So it wasn't used recreational, but it was used often. For Anyways, TJ. I'm just... Showing you that you're wrong. The Nazis, really the Nazis are now on Hydra's ass, on uh, Red Skull's ass. Like, hey, man, you're doing some shit we don't like. And not, uh, not Red Skull's like, okay, look at this blue gun I made. You're gone. You're dead. And it, it kind of during the scene, they reveal that Hydra's like, we're not being Nazis anymore. We're being better than them. We're going to attack who we got to attack. To like, this, is a rabbit, this is a rabbit hole that I'm down here. Now it's telling me that swimsuits were invented in the 1800s. Well, I have to cut most of this out, TJ. Uh, Red Skull Nazi mini shows off. Oh, no. Nazi back ice kills. Okay. Uh, Stark Carter Jones going to London. Okay, so so Steve Rogers gets back to the base and there's a conversation. We're still in the chase scene? No, we're not in the chase scene. For some reason, Stark Carter and Tommy Jones are going to London to fight Hydra. But Rogers can't go because he's not really a person. And the only person that's backing him, Abraham, Dr. Abraham, is dead. So Tony's now relegated to doing show tunes and shit like oh, that. No. So the Tommy Lee Jones was going to send him to a lab, whereas the senator was like, hey, I got a different role for you if you want to do that instead. So he decides to become a movie star. Yes. 
which totally seemed not like his thing to do, which I'm really surprised. Granted, they lied to him, like, hey, you do this, you'll get closer to going to the warfront, apparently. It's like, well, they told him he was helping. He is selling bonds. Yeah, to but it's like, he was so gung-ho and joining the military. He's like, I feel like this would be the last thing he would want to do. Why? He's helping. Yeah, but like, even... He's like, he's just doing everything he can to help. Yeah, but like, I should never see... Like, that. Like the guy who was trying so hard to lie on resumes and like, hey... right. But if you take a look at that, he wants to be a soldier. And what do soldiers do? They follow orders. I know. But like acting for a camera, he was literally trying everything to be like front lines. Yeah. but And this is how he thinks he's going to get to the front lines. Yeah, I know. But it's just I think that was just weird. I just felt like that's not really. I mean, it's his character, I guess. But like it felt weird for this character. Like, yeah, sure. I'll dance in the boots and shit like that. Why not? Like weird, but okay. I just think he's he wants to do anything in his power to help. Especially after like realizing I can run really fast and look how big I am. Look, like, I have more problems with the fact that they have a super soldier and they're not using them than him choosing. That's what I'm saying. That's that's the part that's yeah. stupid. That like you have this guy who can practically do anything and you're not going to use them. So he, that's stupid. Like his you argument know? was, I want more super soldier, not just one. You have one, use it. Yeah, but so it's like that's the part I have more of a problem with than him actually trying to do everything he can to help where he can. He could have done more. Could have done more. He's gonna do more, but he could have done more. Anyway, so there's a montage of him like, hey, buy some bonds, do some shit, guys, blah 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 blah. And uh, this montage leads him up to London. Let's London. Let's front lines. Hold on, have my notes. He ends up in Italy in 1943 in front of the troops, like five hours from the front lines. After he punches Adolf Hitler 200 times. Yes. Uh. So at the front lines, to talk to the troops, he gets booed off the stage, and he ends up talking to Peggy, Peggy Carter, and she tells him about Bucky. Bucky and his group were um, are POWs now, and Tommy Lee Jones says, you guys can't save him because we'll, we'll, more people will die trying to save them than we will save. We'll get them when we win the war. Steve's like, go f*** yourself. I'm going to save them. I'm going to rescue them. Peggy helps. Stark helps. Steve gets suited up. He infiltrates the base, and, you know. You skip the fun doing. Oh, yeah, there's a stupid... Oh, God. I hate it so much these days. So, God. The romance is a little weak, honestly. It's kind of there. I, I like that it was kind of there. Like, it wasn't forced. I like that. Yeah, it was kind of there, but, like, it has the tropes, you know? Yes. The misunderstandings and... Oh, God. So, Stark says to Peggy, like, hey, down for fondue later? Because, ha, 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 I'm a charming guy. And Peggy's like, oh, uh-huh, whatever. And I guess Steve misinterprets that as, like, oh, you're down for sex later? Because Steve's dumb, apparently. So... He doesn't know what fondue is. I guess... To be fair, I don't know how common fondue was in 19... Oh, okay, whatever, TJ. 42. So, it could be one of those fancy rich people things at this time. I guess, but who's going to say that instead of sex? I don't know. I don't know, maybe, sure. It's Howard Stark would definitely say that I instead guess, of sex. I guess. That's kind of his character. <laughs> That's fair. So, now Steve's got that in his mind of like, is she not for me? It's like, this bitch. And she's later to be like, they're going to have their own thing. Whatever, it's stupid. So there's miscommunication in Love Triangle. Anyways, Steve jumps up the Not plane. really Love Triangle. No, it's, well, it's just, well, they won't. It's just a misunderstanding. It's yeah, dumb. it's It's dumb. Yeah. So Steve infiltrates, and Steve infiltrates a Nazi Hydra base. Are they Nazis? They're Nazis, right? Well, just did, we get to, did we get to the point where he killed the lieutenants yet? Yeah, I just talked about that already. Where yep. Red Skull killed yep. the Hitlers, and you know, then, then now they're just Hydra. Yeah, so they're not Nazis, they're Hydra. Now they're Hydra. But before he killed those lieutenants, they were Nazis. So, like, can't you argue, like, once a Nazi, always a Nazi in this aspect? Like, because you're still doing Nazi kind of shit, but not really. Well, you, no, because the Nazis are an, an affiliation in the group, and if they're trying to kill you... And they're opposite of you. You're not in the same thing. Oh, that's fair, I guess. 
So, four mile Nazis, now Hydra. That's why you don't call white supremacists a member of the KKK unless he's in the KKK. All KKK members are white supremacists, right? But not all white supremacists are KKK. So, yeah, once all the thing, but everything not... Okay, that's fair. All toads are frogs, but not all frogs are toads. Got it, TJ. (laughs) That's my logic. Anyways, Steve breaks into the uh, the Hydra camp, frees some prisoners, sees Bucky, uh, helps Bucky escape. But the compound's blowing up because Hydra... Red Skull's like, oh, Captain America guy's here, kind of. I mean, I'm going jeopardize now. Let me blow this place up. Uh, they end up, Steve Rogers ends up fighting the Red Skull for a little bit. That's where the Red Skull reveals his face. He becomes a real Red Skull now. So, uh, this is what I don't understand here. What's up? Like, the Red Skull is blowing up his own factory, right? Yeah. Why is Bucky and Captain America going up? Going up? Up towards the roof. I don't know. A step with the other guys? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and the exit is down. Yeah, because you think he was there why only are we to going get... up? Yeah, he's there, he and was there to save if, Bucky, so like, why go anywhere else? It was. It felt like the only reason they went up is so that Captain America and Red Skull could have their face off. Yes. And so they could have that little jump across the balcony, like, from rafter to rafter. But they don't show them escaping, so why did they jump to that rafter? Are they going upward? That didn't make sense to me, but whatever. It, it, it was to show action, TJ, because it was yeah, like action. That's what it felt like. It was like, yeah. oh, they're just doing this to get to have a scene. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so that everything TJ just said happens, and then we fade to black. We cut to the next day and Tommy well, Lee. Well, well, I guess no, Red Skull escapes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Red Skull escapes in a, what, is this like a helicopter pod? Yeah, this, weird, that this weird, like, it feels like steampunk shit going on a little bit sometimes. Like, yeah. And is the Red Skull's car CGI? The long black car. The car itself is not, but everything around it is. Like, it's on a green It feels like it is, because it's... It looks really fake to me. It's, it's super it's, elongated. It's very long. Yeah, the front end's very long. Like, why does it need to be that long, guys? It's the motor that big. Yeah. Um, and if he likes his car so much, why did he let the doctor drive away? Because because that's not as fast as a weird space shuttle thing. Space space shuttle thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's some questions this movie brings yeah. up here. It's enjoyable, though. Uh, yeah, I liked it. During his confrontation, did he say anything relevant? Like, hey, I'm bad, you're good. Anything like that, or just... Um, Red Skull's, like, we're the same, essentially. So, why are we fighting? Have you seen Have you seen any of the Austin Power movies? Yes. So this got me heavy Austin Power vibes, that's all. And again, Austin Power's vibe. Because Austin Powers was a parody where this one's kind of taking itself seriously. Well, it's like I saw also, I never saw the James Bond series, and also Powers was a parody of those. And this is like an homage to those, I assume. So, yeah, this is more feels like more it would, no, I wouldn't, not really a James Bond movie. We really should get to those. Um, but it is kind of like a spy, not a spy thriller, but just I wouldn't say James Bond, like. Captain America Winter Soldier is more yes. James Bondy, but I would say this is more a just an overall um, homage to like spy thrillers and period pieces in general. Like that's fair, a mixture of them all yeah. because it's got some James Bond tropes, but it's not enough to. It's kind of I feel like it's got a mixture of all those classics. Well, the James Bond shit came for me, or the James Bond such awesome power stuff came with the Red Skull. Like, the villain, the villain lair. Well, yeah, the whole weirder same but different kind of thing. Like, his shit was more like Dr. Evil-esque kind of stuff. That's what got me. Right. But yeah, it's fair. Everything you were saying is totally fair. So, they escape. Well, the Red Skull and Zola escape, and Steve Rogers and Bucky fade into darkness. 
Next day, Tommy Lee's writing down letters of sadness to people's families. Like, we got to inform you, so-and-so's dead. Steve Rogers, lucky everyone's dead. But lo and behold, look who comes marching in. Steve Rogers and, well, and everyone. It's like, Jadrian Carter is about to get her, get fired or something here. Is she going to get fired? Well, she's going to take responsibility. He says, I can't touch Stark because he's uh, rich and he's the major um, weapons development for our army. But you are neither of those things. That's fair. But that happens. And then Steve Rogers and all the uh, civilians, or not civilians, prisoners of war come watching up. Because Steve Rogers saved the day, guys. He's a hero. And we get a little montage of Valor Honor of Valor from the president, I guess. Who was the president at the time? What was, it was the senator who was giving him the medal. Okay, that was the president. Who was the president of World War II? Truman, right? No. Like FDR. <laughs> no, if, if FDR. That's yeah. it. Truman was after FDR, right? Truman, yeah, I think Truman was after FDR. Okay. Um, but Rogers couldn't make it because he's helping them, helping the uh, army guys figure out bases for Hydra. But Stanley's there. Stanley's cameo, guys. That's what I had to mention. So, <clears throat> Steve and. Steve's forming a new team of kicking-ass soldiers he's just saved. And he's got, like, five guys plus Bucky. And there's another montage. Sweet f- montage. Well, I, I will point out that um, Neil McDonough's character, Dum Dum Dugan, is a big comic book name that I recognize. These, I felt like they, we, we should have got more of these characters, honestly. Yeah, I mean, but we're already halfway through this movie. I know, I know. I was just like, this movie's so damn long. Like, I know we didn't need more of them, but I wish they could have cut some things out and give us more of them. But a movie's balance is fine. Uh, so we get a montage. Does that happen first? Or? Well, no. He no, okay, uh, he yeah. also saw the map in the yeah, Rascal's Man. Yeah, he's just pointing out so, the locations. So they're going. So they're setting up him going to each location. Yes. And the montage is no, Captain America. Is not yet. The montage group. doesn't happen yet. He talks to Peggy and the guys and all that shit. Peggy invites him back to the lair, the, the lab. Tony, or oh, right. yeah, Howard's working on shit. This is where you get Steve Rogers' outfit. It's got Kevlar in it. Steve Rogers picks out his, his uh, shield. Captain America's nice shield. It's vibranium, lightest, strongest metal, and lightest metal. It's fantastic. Still, that's that's all they had in 1942. All the vibranium. It's the strongest metal ever known. Why did they make it into a circular shield? I thought the same fucking thing. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Like uh, everything you do with that strongest metal ever, you make it into like nothing life saving, just a shield. Okay. Yeah, sure. Just, that felt that weird, but okay. Not, not like a breastplate or anything else, but a shield. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, TJ. Um, 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 um. Uh, you also skipped over that one girl. Yeah, I was about to get. To, I was just about to get it. Kissing. Yeah, because hold on, because Tony or Tony, Tony's dad, Howard, testing Howard with the Tesseract power, and it's very strong with a little bit they have from the weapons from Hydra. So I had to say that because that's future shit. And so then, yeah, Steve is introduced to some girl, Natalie Dahmer. It's her actress name. I forget her character's name. What's her name? Natalie Dahmer. She was up Queen Marjorie in uh, Game of Thrones. Her name is Lorraine. Okay, that character, yeah. Uh, She kisses Steve. Well, she kisses Steve on behalf of all the women's, all the soldiers' wives that he saved. Yes. Who sees? Which is a weird line. (laughs) How did I think about it? (laughs) But who sees it out of context? Carter. Was it out of context though? Because Savaki was fighting the kiss. Well, she was probably thinking he initiated because she calls him a typical soldier guy. So she's thinking, okay, you're a hound dog now. Like he wasn't like, hey, lady, come here, give me a kiss. He could have. He's Captain America. He could have been like, no, I'm not doing this. Yeah, but he he, he also like he doesn't touch woman before. So like, let's go for this. But that's my point. Is it out of context? To a point. To a point, it is. I don't think it is. I think think it's out of context because they just do. They did this only to have her get angry. Well, yeah. Well, that's stereotypical. Yeah, but if she, if um she wasn't 
into Captain America, this would be like whatever. Uh, that and also like I think if she was sitting there and she saw that happen, I don't think she would get as angry. She would understand. Okay, she went on to him. She might no. If he would have got no. if he would have gotten really into it and like got like held her head close, to, like he would have get really into it. She would have been like, okay, now you're being that guy. But uh, whatever her name was came on to him and made the, did the kiss. So how angry yeah, could right. Peggy really get about that? He still kissed another woman. He could have easily stopped her. I guess, but like easily said no, no thanks. I'm good. I don't know, because it caught him off guard. He still, like, has the strength of 13 men or yes, something like I that. Yes, I know, I know, but it caught him off guard. Hold her by the shoulders. DJ. She pulled him by the tie over yes. to a corner, first of all. He had plenty of time to stop it DJ, at any this point. This is the first girl he's ever kissed, probably. he's This is all new to him. He's, like, flushing and had butterflies in his stomach and, like, wow, head's buzzing. Is it, though? Is it the first girl he's kissed? He's been doing on tour with all these shows with all these other dancing girls. I thought the same thing. Like, Maybe he was wearing himself out. I don't know. I don't think it is. Well, TJ, f*** it. Sure, you're white, TJ. I don't want to have another argument because my mouth is tired. <laughs> so, sure. In context, he's being a slut. And Peggy's like, you bitch. You bitch. I'm going to kill you so much. And she shoots him with his with a gun because he's holding up the shield to test it out. Well, no. He's like, do you think this should work? And she shoots the shield. And he's like, oh, I love you. But like he's all struck by her, and then we get to the montage of Captain America, full Captain America. Well, actually, not he's not all struck because after that scene, they cut to uh, Steve and to- and Howard talking, and he's like, "Women, right? They're, they're crazy." Yeah, but he's like staring her down, like crazy, but yeah, like, he's, uh, but he's staring her down, like in shock that you just try to shoot. He me might find that attractive because he has her picture and, her, and his thing still during yeah, the but montage. That's later. Another problem with this movie, <laughs> yeah, they do not differentiate time jumps no we have no idea like nope. i'm reading not some the synopsis on the wikipedia yeah. page it's like five years later here four years later here it's like how the hell do you know nope. that and the other movies do it really well they'll say place and time period like great yeah but like that montage of tim that could have been months it could been the whole damn war for all we know yeah we don't know how long yeah. the, the time the it is very weird in this. It's hard to know when anything's happening. Yeah. So like, like that kiss and that whole scene could happen. And then you said, oh, he has a the picture in his hand, but that could have been a year later. You know exactly. But like you know, we don't know. It's yeah, it's a problem in this movie for sure. Uh, so what was this montage? Captain America's badass, and they keep foiling Red Skull's. They plans, destroy all the places. Hydra's weapons planes. Yes, Red Skull's not happy. He's like, kill him. And so there's a plane sequence. Or plane. There's a train sequence later on. Uh, Captain America, Bucky, some black guy, and I think that's it, right? They get into the train. There are only three that jump on the train. That's what looked at it. This seems like a very complicated way to get on the street. Yes, but they get <laughs> like, on this train for because the train's going around a mountain. Yes. In a snowstorm, they could have like. they could have just took a place on top of that mountain that it's on instead of the mountain across the chasm there. Well, this is this is cooler, TJ. Or or go further down the line where they're not hanging over a chasm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. It was just convoluted but cool. It was the yeah, rule I mean, of cool. It's cool seeing them like zip line over and away, but that also leads to a problem. You only got three people, three of your like fifteen soldiers exactly. onto the train. Exactly. Like, why? All that track. Why is the what? Tra- why is the train only manned by like four people? Because it's, I th- I was thinking it's like a decoy. But Zola's on the train. I know. That's why I was like, okay, maybe it's not a decoy. It's a scene that happened to get rid of Bucky. That's why this happened, TJ. Yeah, I know. they needed to kill off Bucky yes. Martin's 
for later movies. Exactly. So the guys get on the train. There's a scuffle. Bucky dies falling off the train. Steve's like, no, I, I could have had him. Like I just told you earlier, he got shot down by Nazis. Why couldn't they just do that? This is cooler. The fall off a mountain like True Lies? Yeah, it's really cooler. Okay. <laughs> and Steve's sad, and he captures Zola. And we get to a prison scene, and then Zoloff gets questioned by Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Jones is like, hey. I actually like this scene for some reason. I like the food in it because it made me hungry. It's, I don't know why. I just I thought it was cool. It was a very <laughs> like a way to it's just, it's just It's just like this character and just no action. Just you and I talk. I guess Tommy Lee Jones just has that presence. You know? It's Tommy Lee Jones, exactly. Yeah. So it, like, it just felt yes. right in that, with that interrogation scene. It's, I'm glad they had him doing it, not Captain America. You know? He's very, yeah, exactly. He's very like nonchalant. He still has, like, a power to him. Yeah. Uh, what's the reveal about the scene that Hydra's doing some shit, I guess? Well, he's like, you're going to tell us what we're going to want to know because, you know, we're already told everybody that you told us what you want to know. So he tells them where he is, where the Red Skull is, where the hide it, the last base is, and stuff like that. Okay. Um, then we cut to a conference room where they're like, this is what we're doing. Oh, the and Nazis like, well, are the Hydra? Yeah. yeah. Red Skull gives a Red Skull message. And then we cut back over to the Americans where they're having their meet, and they're like, we can't just run in the front door and cut the Americans. Why can't we just go through the front door? Oh, Captain America can't, drink, can't get drunk, by the way. Because he said... Oh, yeah. yeah. I skipped the, the sad scene. Yeah, sucky. The one, the one scene we get of him more. Yes, Bucky dies. Captain America drinking by himself. Peggy Carter comes in. That's now that I'm thinking about it. A lot of this stuff is a little bit rushed. Yeah, the third, like, uh, we, this third act is very rushed because it's a big battle scene and that's it. Like, but we also got like you do feel the friendship between Bucky and Steve. Yes, but then it's gone for like the like. <laughs> a quarter of the movie and then it's back but then he's just died unceremoniously and then they yeah. don't really show Steve dealing yes. with it. This movie goes through a lot but not a lot of character stuff and I yeah. think that's why you enjoy the Tommy Lee part like okay some character stuff going on instead of just big or one set piece or what were two set pieces. It's a little shallow. Very. But it's, but it's Very. made up for with its flashiness. Yes. Because it's still visually good. And like, I feel like it's very period accurate and it's like definitely entertaining in all those aspects. It definitely feels like a popcorn movie. Yes. At certain points. Yes. Very much so. Although I never eat popcorn at movies. Popcorn's amazing. You just stop it, TJ. Yeah, it's dry. You and Justin. Like, Justin's like, po- Justin hates popcorn. Like, what's wrong with you guys? I don't hate popcorn. Put butter on it. It's like, eh, it's popcorn. What man. is your problem? You, I go yeah. to the theater just for popcorn. Oh. I don't think I go to I when I go to the movies I don't even go to the refreshment Stop. stand I go right to the movie. Stop it! I get a large soda, no ice because there's more so- space for the soda, and a large bucket of popcorn. Layer the uh, butter, please, and thank you. And I'm gonna sit my fat ass down with extra napkins and some candy I snuck in, and I'll enjoy myself. Yeah, no, I don't bring anything. You monster! Sometimes if I feel like it, I get. Pretzels and the, 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 the nacho cheese to dip it in because they're delicious. Yeah, no, I don't get anything. Skip it, go right to the movie. Nah, especially these long two hour movies. I need snackies. Anyways, where, where were we at? This movie shallow of character development. But what, how do we get to that uh, point? Bucky died. That's we why were... Bucky died. Captain was yeah. sad. He drinks. Can't get boys drunk. And then, like you said, they talk about not getting to the Red Skull because he can't walk up the front door. Cap's like, the f*** we can't. They do it. There's a big... F- there's some, something that happens up to this. Well, there's a big scene where it almost felt like the motorcycle race. I don't know why I felt this, but Captain America's motorcycle yeah. chasing yes. with the other guys. Yes. What What do you Star think? Wars. What did you feel? Yeah, it felt like yep. Endor. Star Wars. It's straight Star Wars. Yeah, felt like Ewoks and stuff. I was, I don't know <laughs> yep. why. It was because Leia and Luke. I thought it was Leia. I know it was Leia and someone were on their speeder Luke? bikes. Uh, Han was it Han? Luke was in. 
because Luke was on the Death Star okay. when they were on the door. <laughs> and then they were chased by fucking <laughs> Nazis. They were chased by Hydra. <laughs> so, yeah, that's exactly what happened. It's like the SS. Yeah, it's it felt very Star Wars. I don't know why. It, it was weird. This, this, this planet, though, the big trees, the path. It was straight. It, it just looked like it. Looked like yeah. it. yeah. <laughs> I knew exactly. Everything to me, TJ, everything Star Wars. Um, so what happened? So yeah, I guess he um he the meeting the inf- attacks the front gate essentially yeah, he gets caught and and then he surrenders himself and but it was all distraction so that they could come in the rest of his guys can come in through the windows. It's a big third act battle. Yeah, attacking the um the fortress. Yes, and then they end up in the air because Red Skull escapes in the plane and somehow it's Tony or not Tony. Well, the, so the Red Skull is gonna. I'm assuming he's dropping bombs. On they don't, yeah, they don't really cities. tell us what his plan is. Yeah, well, it's Zoloff says he's trying to, to take over everything. Well, like, but how? They don't say like what his with, plan is. With, with uh, bombs made out of Tesseract energy. But how's that going to take things over? Well, he's going to go bomb Washington and all the capitals and kill all the leaders and say, hey, I rule now. Okay, I guess that makes sense. But so I was thinking, like, he's just dropping nuclear bombs on them, but okay. Well, no, he's dropping Tesseract disintegration bombs. Okay, he's okay, okay. But before all that, they ch- Captain America chases uh, Red Skull to the plane, but he can't catch up, so Tommy Lee Jones steals Red Skull's car, car yeah. and then him and Peggy Carter kiss, and then he jumps onto the yes, plane. Yes, and there's a big plane sequence where Steve Rogers kills every goddamn bad guy in there throws them to propellers doesn't kill all he of them throws some out the plane like one is lucky enough to be in the plane and has like a parachute that's what i mean he didn't kill all and he throws one through the propellers tj mystifies that guy he did not throw him through the propellers <laughs> the guy driving the plane turned it and killed his own okay, guy Okay, whatever there's they can't, can't kill look i'm not saying I'm, he does kill a lot of people in this movie, i was not expecting that like oh my god he's killing people well, they get a Nazi, so like, okay, who cares? Well, at the same time, this isn't like a superhero movie. This is war. Yeah, no, I know, but like, I'm just so not. I'm just. He's not a superhero. He's a soldier. Yeah, they don't kill people later on in the movies, do they? I don't remember. I just, I I'm mean, just so surprised. At that point, by this. he's at that point, he's not really fighting a war. He's he fights aliens. He's fighting aliens and stuff. So I think it's more of a superhero story at that time. Uh, but this is a war story. That's true. And I had to keep reminding me of myself of that. Like, oh yeah, it's World War II and Nazis. It's fine, Marcus. It's fine. It just totally caught me off guard. It was like, and plus, Captain America is not Superman. I know. Captain me, America I know. N- never established that he doesn't kill people. I know. Trust me. I knew I could. Everything you're saying, I had to tell myself. I was like, why is there blood everywhere? Why does someone just go through a propeller? I need more of that in this movie. So, yeah, he kills some people. He gets the Red Skull. They tash it out. Red Skull pulls out the Tesseract. He's like, see this blue thing? I'll see you in an Infinity War. And it disappears. He just disappears. Essentially. Yeah, yeah I'm going, what's that place called? Uh, the, not not yeah, Valhalla, shit. The, uh, where, they, where Black Widow yes, dies. Yes. I do not know where it's called. I'll, I'll see you there. <laughs> and Bucky's. And about, and about 20 movies from now. <laughs> so good. And that's what literally happens because you never see him again. And Captain yep. America's like, okay. And the Tesseract falls to the plane and falls into the water. Cap's like, I gotta crash a plane now because I gotta end up in the snow some, for some reason. He has a goodbye to Peggy. Save a dance for me next Saturday. It's tearful. I'm not gonna lie. It's like, this is a good scene. And he crashes the plane into the snow. Yeah. And as he's talking, he crashes yeah. too. I don't want to step on your as toes. Sa- and then just crashes. Yeah, it's like, crashes. oh. No cap. And she's- I, did like, I did like also that Tommy Lee Jones is like, come on, everyone out. Yep. 
Skip, like, and that's good. That's good. And so, yeah, Captain America Crash. There's a mile. as a prologue. You know what? Epilogue. You know what's, what's up? This movie really did. What? It really established Captain America's character. Yes. As as far as how the world perceives yes. him. Yes. You know what I mean? He's viewed as, you know, this great hero. This yep. soldier who did all these amazing things. And there's and this movie shows you why the people respect the name Captain America. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Uh, so the Wars one is oh, Victory in London. Speaking of which, they go all the way back to the behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah. They did not call this Captain America in three countries. What did they call it? The first Avenger oh. because of the name Captain America. Oh, it was okay. Russia? Yep. Iran? Russia? No. It, I think it was... Uh, was he even Russia? I think it, I believe it was Russia, Ukraine. Okay. Ukraine? Really? Yeah. Okay, was well, Ukraine was at the time part of Russia still, or like under Russia bullshit, or no? No, Ukraine's been free for a while. Oh, it was like, what, 2008 or some shit? That, that, that ha- I don't fucking remember. It hasn't been that long. Yeah, I gotta actually find no. Uh, so it's the epilogue, prelogue, uh, epilogue. Uh, Wars won, America wins. Tony Stark finds uh, the Tesseract underwater, but still wants to find Tony, so he keeps searching. And Peggy gets a, uh, a folder of all of Steve Rogers' stuff. She's a picture, and she's sad. And that's the black credits roll. That's the movie, guys. That's the movie. But wait, no, it's not. Uh oh. Captain America wakes up. He's in a hospital. There's a baseball game on the radio. He's like, Where the hell am I at, guys? Someone walks in. He's like, who are you? Where are we at? She's like, oh, it's the next day or some shit. He's like, no, it's not. That game, I was at. Where the f***? That was a good, that was a good Oh, so good. It's It's like, you were like, they just picked a random game and you just happened to be in it. Perfect. It's like, where are we at? And then he just freaks out, runs out. It's the S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters in New York City. He runs to the middle of Times Square. He's surrounded by S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. Like, Fury's like, yo, motherfucker, I got some shit to tell you. Have you heard about the Avengers? And we cut to black, roll credits. Uh, he, uh, hold on. He says, I got a lot to tell you, not the Avengers. He's like, you've been asleep for 70 years, That's dude. That's right, 70 years. I wanted to talk like 70 years. It's a long time, TJ. And the three countries were Russia, South Korea, Korea. and Ukraine. I'm surprised Ukraine's on that list. I'm surprised South Korea, too, because that's an American ally, too. Yeah. It's really weird. I guess North Korea wouldn't show it. Well, this came out in 2011. Were we doing some bullshit back then? Uh, We're always doing some bullshit. No. Like, doing bullshit back I, then. No, I don't think so. It's weird. Between, let me see, opted against Paramount, opted against alternate American-centric title when distributing the foreign territories instead of offering international markets a choice between the official title and the alternate the first avenger many international distributors chose to retain the original title believing the franchise needed to be more identifiable than alternative and that the latter would risk losing ticket sales three only three countries chose the alternative title russia south korea and ukraine an insider from the New York Times explained the name change in these countries stem from cultural and political concerns. Though both Marvel and Paramount both declined to state an official reason. Okay. And it was also thought that the film would not be released in China because of a policy limited in nothing, but it did eventually release. Which, that. that's surprising to me. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, credits roll, and we get a scene from the Avengers movie of Tony, or not Tony. Before, before that, though says Captain America will return. Oh, he will return to the Avengers. And then yep. we and see. And then we get, a, we get a trailer for Avengers. No, first we get the scene from him punching the, the, the bag in the movie because that happens literally in the yeah. movie. And then we get the trailer. And then that's yeah, it. Essentially a trailer. That's the Captain America and, Avenger, guys. Yeah, I liked it. I was okay with it. I had no strong feelings either way, honestly. I thought it was a good movie. I always thought it was a good movie. I 
for some reason you should think it was more fish out of water than it was but it's not so that was a pleasant surprise everything you said Wait, about the movie fish out of water what because he's you know out of he goes from you keep thinking these movies are fish out of water but there hasn't been a single instance where it really four was. was a little bit no, a little, a little no, bit. It was there, there was two scenes we discussed. In I know. That movie. It caught me off guard. I remember it being worse than that. But yeah, um, I do. Like we talked about, like you said, the character development isn't really there. It's kind of shallow in that yeah. aspect. Uh, but it, it's like I said. It's. I don't think it was meant to. I think all of his character development is coming. I know, but this would have so, helped. I think this should have been. This was just. A, this was just an establishing movie. They knew we had to get this in there before Avengers. It's like, all right, let's tell the origin. Let's go. I think that's what we talked about with Thor, and I think that's why I had problems with these movies because they just are obviously things to set up for the bigger movie coming up. So they're not really solo. Yeah. Here's this thing. Yeah, and like on a first view, it's like, okay, where's all this going? Yeah. Well, on a second view, you can appreciate yes everything that goes into yes. this that went into it. Didn't we rate Thor twice? Like one for solo. Yeah, one we wrote rated it for you know what the movie was, and then how and then as it was as looking into it as the MCU. Yes. So how would you do that for this one? I think it, this one is less less in that regard than Thor does yeah. because it's ultimately its own movie. You could actually watch this movie as a standalone movie and ha- just cut out the two present scenes, scenes and it's it's standalone uh, Captain America. Honestly, movie. yeah. Yeah, there's not really much to like set up for the sequels besides that. Yeah, if, if you cut out the four minutes in the beginning and then you cut off the, the ending where he wakes up, yeah, it, this is just a period piece in the origin of Captain America. Yeah. So, so what are you rating this, TJ? And why are you rating it? Um, what are you giving it? I am giving this a five. It's right in the middle for me. I guess I have no strong feelings either way. Uh, there are things I don't like. The things I do like, so like, and it's just, it's just like, it's a solid film. It's watchable. I can't recommend it. Really, it's just okay. It's an okay movie. I can recommend. It. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Uh, I don't remember when I gave Thor. <laughs> well, this isn't but, Thor. This is Captain America. Yeah, I know. But my point is, this is better than Thor, in my opinion. Oh, okay. So. If I gave Thor a five, then this is a six. If I gave Thor a six, then this is a seven. Jesus Christ, this is not a seven. God damn, that's insane. I can say it's a seven. Yeah, because it's your, it's your review on art. You're right. It, that's insane. Like, I just think I think it's better than an average movie. I was, like I said, once I got into it, I was into yeah. it. There's not one point in this movie I was like, oh, you got me. Like, that's the part where yeah, they but, kill the guy with the blood and in the, in the, in the thing. Like, oh, wasn't expecting that. But I was never like, I'm on board for this movie. Yeah, but you're also a cynical jerk. Yeah. We all yeah. know that. So again, I, I I I truly think you can't allow yourself to enjoy anything. I did enjoy this though. I'm not saying I hate this movie. Just no way. It's not a bad movie. But it's just like okay, I don't care. I don't care for World War II things that much. The beginning, the first four minutes was like okay. I know he's gonna be in the nice thing now. Thanks, movie. Yeah, I'm not big on the setting myself, but I, well, I'm not against it either. Though. Yeah, I'm a, you can, yeah, I wasn't like ah, World War II again. I was like, okay, we're doing this. And, and, and yeah. it, this movie did do everything justice. It did really good details of all time period shit. Like, I felt I was in World War II. I was, felt I was in the movie. It's like, okay, this is doing good. Just, yeah, this is... This wasn't phoned in. Let's just no. say that. I just think it was just too dragged. It felt dragged out. And it was well acted. Yes. 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 All the way around, it was well acted. Yes. Yes. Like, we had a problem with the act in the last yes. movie. Yes. I was trying to think of like, a character I, I hate in this movie, and there's no character. I just wish... That's, that's the problem, though. Like, if there was not enough character development or characters to have explored, yeah. to have, say, oh, that was bad acting, or that was a fun character. It's like, okay, these are characters. That's all they were, just characters. Well, I think the cast holds up the movie. They did okay with the movie. Again, there was, like, nothing that stood out. There was no one, like, damn, that person stood out, or that one did really bad. Well, like... 
But at the same time, I saw Chris Evans as Captain America. I was never at one point saying, hell, that's the guy from Fantastic Four. No, I'll give you that. I would definitely give you that. <laughs> you know, <what laughs> I, I never mean? thought that either. Yeah, it's like, oh, Captain America, guys. Granted, we've had like so many movies on this Captain America, but yeah, I never thought any other movie. Yeah. So, yeah. But we recently just covered the Fantastic Four movies. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So it's like, that. oh, look, it's it's the human no, torch there. No, he is Captain America. Yeah. For sure. So that's what, that's what I mean. They... The characters embody the actors embody the characters they yeah, were. I give you that. He, I guess, mostly he did. I, I didn't have any other time for other characters to really care. Like Peggy, what about Peggy? When do we learn about yeah. her? I'll wait. That she as a character, likes, not as oh, she's a good shot. Give me something else. That she likes Steve Rogers. Okay, and that she has a soft spot for you know altruism. She's also um, what's the word I'm looking for? can't think of the word off the top of my head she's heroic in her own right like she's got a um the f- the word i'm looking for um she's br- she's like she's her own um it's like she's the only woman in this movie but i never felt that she didn't belong there yeah i'll give you that yes yes you yes. know what i mean it's like any, any other kind of crappy superhero movie. She'd be like, oh, look at the woman being a woman here. And I never <laughs> yeah. got that. No, I'll, I'll, I will agree with that. I will agree with that. I thought the same thing while watching. Like, oh, she never, she doesn't feel like a damsel or. or... Right. She wasn't there to be saved. No. In fact, she kind of held her own on a lot of yeah. stuff. She just happened to fall in love with Steve. That's it. Yeah. Well, okay, give me something about Bucky. We're talking about Bucky in this movie. That he cares about his friend an awful lot. To the point where he's willing to die for hope. Or once, I guess. So, like, that his friendship with Steve Rogers is that important. I never really felt the friendship, though, being... He does help Steve in the beginning, but there was never, like... It's the same thing I have issue with Obi-Wan and uh, Anakin. I never felt them being brothers and friends and, like, kinship like that. Yeah, I, there's not a lot of that in this movie, but it's because he's not in the movie yeah. enough to do it. Anyways, that's Captain I America know, I know. First Avenger 2011. Um, go fond do yourselves, motherfucker, fond doers. Yeah.